0: But I want, to talk, I want to talk on this here this evening on um, two systems again. And really what I was looking at was that there's two, There's like two systems in the Word of God. There's two sets of beliefs in the Word of God. And I said it's like you have your PC and then you have your Apple. You know, like anybody that works with PCs, there's a different operating system on a PC than there is on an Apple. But it, there's two completely different systems. And if you change systems, you have to, to like rethink it. As you approach it. And you know what. It's the same in the word of God. We were looking at this. The old covenant had a system. And the new covenant has a system as well. The old covenant system is a system of works. It's all about our works. That's why it always says thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. But the new covenant is a system of faith. And it's a system of believing. So um, when you come into the new covenant. We're not operating in works. Yet I'm going to show you tonight. There is works. There is works in the New Covenant, but they're works of faith. They're not works trying to earn from God. They're completely different. A work in, in, in the Old Covenant is starting from um, nothing. And now uh, if I do this, then God, I'm earning something from God. It's always you do and then God will do. It's, it's an earning system. But in the New Covenant, it's Jesus has already done. And because we believe it, when we believe and hear what he has done for us, it stirs up our faith. And when we're in faith then there's actions that go with our faith. But they're out of believing something. They're not out of trying to earn something from God. So when you believe something you'll act. When you believe something, it'll start to change how you act and how you think and how you, how you, how you, um, how you step forward in your everyday life. And so it's, it's just two different systems. And the last time we were here uh, talking about this, we talked in the book of Galatians that there was a conflict there in the book of Galatians. And Paul brought it, brought it right down to a key verse that we looked at the last time. And that is that the law is not of faith. That is a key verse. The law is one system. And the new covenant is a different system. The law is an earning system. It's all about do. The only problem with that is we never do enough. We'll never be good enough in ourselves. No matter how much you do, you're never good enough. The new covenant is a hearing system. So we hear so that faith is stirred. And then we, because we believe, then we act. And I looked at that on that, that first first message. I just want to continue on tonight and just, just talk along these lines again tonight. But... Um, Here's a great thing here. Many love them. Some people think I'll take a pair of scissors to them. They'll get me in trouble. But do you know what? You, you have a, a Visa card. Uh, but do you know what? You, a Visa card really gives you access to money. That's what it does. It gives you access if you have it in the bank. Yeah. Okay. So if you go to a hole in the wall in town, it wouldn't matter how much money you have in the bank. Do you know if you don't have your access card, you can't get nothing, even if it's all in there. So your access card is so, so important. But that's the same way as it is in the kingdom of God as well. Your access card is, your, is, is like your faith. And what's in the bank is like the provision that God has provided in Christ. And that's grace. But your access is what allows you to withdraw from God's grace. Does that make sense? So your access is so important. And faith is our only access with God. That's how we connect with God. That's how we draw from God. It's by faith. If we come to God based on our works, God will just look at us and say, Your works is as filthy rags. You can't earn anything from me. But when we come by faith, it's a different system. We're coming believing in what Jesus has done for us. So your access is so important. And our access with God, Or no way of putting it is this. The, um, the currency of heaven is faith. What speaks in heaven is faith. What gets God's attention is faith. That's why when we come before God believing, we have God's attention. But if we come an earning mentality before God, God's not interested. Not because we can't earn from God. But every time we come before God, we should come before God believing. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 6, when we come, we are to believe that he is. And that he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We're to believe that every time we come, we're believing and we're to believe what he is. When it says believe what he is, that means we believe that he is who he says he is. Whoever he says he is, we believe that. And so when we come before him, we come by faith. Here's another way of saying it here is, uh, I, I, don't, I put this mess, uh, this image up last week. But you know, you have grace. And I was looking at this like an oil tanker last week. You know, But then you have to have your connection. And your connection is faith. So when you come before God. You need to come already knowing that God has already provided everything for you in Christ. It's already yours in Christ. So come knowing that God has done everything in Christ. But our connection is faith. And we are to reach out in faith and receive from him. This is like going to the hole in the wall. You could say the same thing. There's your hole in the the wall. Just take it by faith that it's full of money. Amen. (laughs) You know when you go to the hole in the wall. When there's money in the bank. Praise God, you can go and then make a withdrawal. But if you do not have an access card, you can't withdraw. But when you have an access card, you can. And our access card with God, so to speak, is faith. It's believing. It's the only way you can receive from God. Faith speaks volumes in God's kingdom. And it's what gets God's attention. So you come like that. Amen. Um, It's like, you know, if you go to the... If you go into the bank, right... Our, you know, say you go up to a cashier and say you went in and you had your access card instead of going to the whole wall you went into the bank and you went up and you said can I make a withdrawal say you went in and said can I make a withdrawal for a thousand pound can I go in and make a withdrawal do you know what she doesn't ask how good you've been this week do you ever notice that she doesn't care what colour you are she doesn't care your race she doesn't care what age you are she doesn't care your sex. Doesn't care anything. You know all she's interested in? Is there money in the bank? And do you have the ability to withdraw? Amen. That's all she's interested in. You see what happens is many times people go to God based on their goodness. And God's looking at your faith. Because faith is what gives us access. What access is grace, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, is faith. So you can come before God and there's, you have the, this is everything, grace is everything that Jesus has done for you. It's already provided for you. When you go before God, don't go before God saying, God I've been such a good person this week. Or God I went to church this week. Or I fasted this week. God's interested in when you come before him. Do you believe? That's what he's looking for. Because that's your access. Faith accesses the grace of God. Amen. And all God's looking for is do you believe? That answers a lot of questions for me. Because I've seen a lot of people who. You know what I mean. They're not good. Yet I've seen God move in their lives. I've seen them receive great things from God. Do you know why? Because they simply believe. It's not because they're perfect and get everything right. And our problem many times as believers, we go before God many times based on our goodness. That's where that work system comes in. It's an old covenant system. The New Testament is you come before God, you have a promise. The Old Testament is about what you do. The New Testament is have you got a promise? Do you have a promise? If you have a promise and you come believe in that, you can access from God. Because it's not based on your goodness. It is based on his goodness. Now when you talk like that many times. Here's what people hear. So what you're saying is just live whatever way you want. No that's not what I'm saying. You live whatever way you want. Your your life will be destroyed. In this life I tell you Satan will just destroy your life. If you leave the door open for him. And just don't follow after God. But I'm talking about a system here of coming before God. You don't come before God based on your goodness. You come before God based on His goodness. You come before God based on what, not what you've done, but what Jesus has done for you. You don't come putting faith in you and what you've done. You come putting faith in what He's done for you. And you come with a promise and you say, God, I believe this promise. And God's not looking for your perfection coming before Him. He's looking for your faith. That's what He's after. And if you have faith, you can receive from God. That's what He's looking for in their lives. Do you know, it's just like in salvation. Do you have to be good enough to get saved? No, all you have to do is come and put faith in Jesus, and you can receive a Savior. Well, it's the same when it comes to the promises. All the promises are yes, and all the promises are amen. And you know what? As you receive, the Bible said, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Well, how did you receive Him? You heard about Jesus. And you put faith in Jesus. And you receive salvation. Well it's the same with all of the promises. You hear the promise. You put faith in the promise. And you can receive the promise. It has nothing got to do with us. It's everything got to do with him. And us putting faith in what he's done. I just love that illustration. When you go to the. Next time you're in the bank. You think about it. They do not ask people. Anything about their life that week. You know all are in? Is there money in the bank. And you have the ability to withdraw. And it's the same in the kingdom of God. What impresses God is faith. That's what he's looking for. You know there's a scripture. I think it's in Luke. It says when the son of man returns. What he's going to be looking to see. Can he find faith on the earth? That's what he's looking for. So when Jesus comes back. He's looking for our faith. He's looking to see do we believe him. Amen. Now do works count for anything? Yeah they do. Now. I'm going to look at this here for a believer and for an unbeliever. Right? For an unbeliever first, then just show this: the works count for anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, well if you don't receive Jesus, the problem is, is you get you get judged on your works. <laughs> but if you do receive Jesus, you don't. Amen. It's simple. So here's a part, here's anybody who doesn't receive Jesus. This is their judgment. There's two judgments, okay? There's a judgment for believers. I'll show it in a second. There's a judgment for the unsaved. Here's a judgment for the unsaved. Look what it says here. It says, And I saw a great white throne. So the unbelievers' judgment is the great white throne judgment. We will be there, present, but we will not be being judged if you've made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior you of your life. You know what? Thank God our judgment will have been passed at that stage, okay? It's a different judgment. We'll show it in a second. I saw a great white throne and him that sat upon it, whose face um, the earth and the heavens fled away and there was found no place for them. You know, many times you hear people saying, oh, when I get before God, oh, I'll give him a piece of my mind. How dare you do this? Heard Stephen Fry doing that a while back. And you know what? And God will still extend love and mercy to Steve, Stephen Fry. But if, if he doesn't know Jesus when he dies, or anybody who doesn't, they're not going to be able to come before God with a finger wagging. Any, when people see the great white throne judgment seed coming out and they do not know Jesus, I'm telling you, people are going to run for their lives. Absolutely run for their lives. They will scatter. They will be terrified going before this throne. Thank God we'll never be there. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Once you've made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior. You will never have to come before God. As a judge like that. Because Jesus took your judgment. Thank God he did. Why would you want to stand before this throne. And bear your own punishment. When Jesus bore your punishment. That's the good news of the gospel. And it says, and I saw the dead, small and great. Doesn't matter who the person is, small and great is talking about class. There are some people who people would look upon as small in this life. There's other people that are great in this life. But it doesn't matter who you are. If you don't know Jesus, you stand before this throne. And it says, stand before God. And look at this. And the books were opened. Okay. So there's a set of books here. And then it says, and another book. So there's books, plural, plural. And then there's a book singular. Which is the book of life. So the book of life is the singular book. It's the Lamb's book of life. But then there's other books that are brought out here as well. And here's what happens. And the dead were judged out of those things that were written in the books. (laughs) Amen. See people who have not received Jesus. They're going to be judged for the things that are written in the books. Notice here according to their works. So does works count? Yeah, for an unbeliever, the count here, you can see it here. If somebody doesn't receive Jesus, I'm telling you, people can say, do you know what, there's no justice in this world. That's true. Um, many times there's a lot of people, there's people walking the streets today, uh, should be in jail. There's people in jail, maybe, that should be walking the streets. There's a lot of injustice in this world. Um, you know, that's just the world we live in. But there's someday people's going to, if they do not receive Jesus, Jesus took our judgment. But if people do not receive him, taking our judgment, well, then they'll have to stand before God themselves, and they'll be punished accordingly. And it says, "And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and, the, and death and hell was delivered up." Our, our death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged. Every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And this is the second death. So this 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 is it. So praise God. Um, and whosoever. Look at this. Whosoever was not found written um, in the uh, in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Here's a judgment. And um, you know there's the book. That you come before it. If your name is not in the Lamb's book of life. There's another set of books. And out of that people are judged based on their works. So, so you know. It's amazing how, you, how people will look to other people in the world. And say I can't understand this one and that one. and all No forget about all of that. It's looking to Jesus. That's what it's all about. And there's a lot of people. Will allow people. To, to put them off receiving Jesus. And they'll have to stand here someday. Unfortunately. And, um, but you know what. They'll be judged according to their works. So there's nobody going to get away with anything in this world. If you don't receive Jesus. Well, then you have to stand on your own. It would just be like in court. You know, if there was some way, say, Tyler went to court or whatever, you know, my son, if he went to court, but if there was a way in which I could take his punishment, well, then he could go free. But if he wouldn't if he didn't receive me taking his punishment he would have to take it himself and that's the same way with the gospel if you do not receive Jesus you have to bear your own punishment so the works count for an unbeliever if they do not receive Jesus they're going to be judged based on their works and there will be degrees of punishment in hell the bible teaches that so there's going to be people that have done a lot of things that are wrong they'll still go to hell but there's people that will go to hell and they'll get Worse punishment than others because they're going to be judged according to their works. That's that's interesting thought, isn't it? Now, here's here's to the believer. Okay? Now, here's our works. Okay? Does our works count? Yeah. But it's not our works of our own righteousness. It's our works of faith that is going to count. This one I'm going to try and show here for a moment. But So, uh, you know, it's not just get saved and go to heaven. That's true. Once you receive Jesus, you'll go to heaven. But wh- you want to go there with rewards. You want to go there in your life make a difference. So how do you get your life to make a difference? Well it's your works of faith that's going to make the difference. Look what it says here. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work. This is not our work of our earning trying to earn from God. No. This is because we've got saved. And now God what can we do in the kingdom of God? God I'm going to take promises. I'm going to believe you. We're going to take ground in the kingdom of God. That's that kind of work. Taking ground. And I tell you when you live your life unto God. God, you're going to be rewarded greatly. So it says here for our for our labor, our sorry for our work and our labor of love. This is a, a proper labor and a proper work of love, where we do things out of a love motivation. So it's our faith and love that we're going to be rewarded for. But again, here God is not unrighteous to forget. Do you see anything that you've ever done in your life by faith, even if you have forgot about it, God hasn't. And you'll be rewarded for it. You know, I think I'm saved 21 years, and I can't even remember some of the years. Do you know what I mean? No, when you look back, it's like years went like that there, and you can't even remember. Sometimes it's just a blank. Any any like that, or is it, Yeah, you look back and you go, you know, you, you try to think back and say, right, well, you know, we all lived like, um, say the older ones here, we all lived like through the uh, the eighties into the 90s and some lived back further Amen. <laughs> the 50s and the 60s but you know what if you were to say right what did you do in 1974 in 19, 19, um, Mom? well you give birth to me that's great I'll forget about that And um, what did you do in 1975 and say what did you do in January 19- you're you, hard to try and think what well, regretted 1974? Yeah. But what did you do in, in, in January of 1975? And you, you probably can't remember what you did. You say March? What did you do? Or what you do? And it's hard when you look at your life. There's big gaps many times because it goes so fast. But I tell you, anything that you've done for God, He He doesn't forget. He doesn't forget your work and your labor of love. And so when you live your life unto God, God's taking note of it. So even if you have forgot, God hasn't. And everything you've done in faith in the kingdom of God, you're going to be rewarded for someday. Um, look at it here. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And for we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. You know what? We have a great future ahead of us to be with God. But until that time, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're working in the kingdom of God. It says, wherefore, we labor See that we labor that we that whether present or absent we may be accepted with him. Now we're accepted in Jesus. Talking about our, what we do. So when we come before him it's going to be accepted. Look at this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of who? Christ. Here's the believer's judgment in the word of God. There's two judgments. There's the great white throne, throne judgment which is for the unsaved and thank God when you receive Jesus, you escape that. Never to face it. We'll not be fleeing on that day. We'll have already have been judged. This judgment here takes place before it. We'll already have been rewarded. And we'll be standing there already knowing everything as far as we are concerned has passed. And we have our rewards. Amen. But says we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ is for the believer. And the, if you look up here, the judgment seat of Christ the term here is "bema" in the Greek. And the bema is a reward seat. It's the same meaning of the seat. You know whenever in the Olympics, whenever um, whenever somebody wins a gold medal and you go up to receive your medal. But you know back in the day in, in Greece, you went before the bema seat. And you went there to be rewarded. And for us as Christians, we're being rewarded here. So thank God. Our judgment is past. Okay? As far as you know, um, coming before God with a, a, a mentality of judgment. Our judgment is past. We're going there to be judged for our works. So that we can be rewarded accordingly. That's the way this seat works. Amen. Anyway, it says here we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body. So is your works important? Your works of faith are very important in life. According to that that he hath done, whether it be good or whether it be bad. I'll show you what's good and bad here now in a second, but we're going to go before God and we're going to be rewarded for what we've done in the body, what is good and what is bad. The bad's going to be taken away. And the good is going to remain. And we're going to be rewarded accordingly. Now what is the good and what is the bad? It's brought out here. uh, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 11. It says here for for other foundation or no other foundation. can can A man lay than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ. So when you get saved you have the foundation of Jesus in your life. That can never be removed. That is your foundation. And it says, now if any man build upon this foundation, here's what we're building. Once you get saved, then you're building. So now your life is going to count for something. So in all of our lives, we're going to have this. If you follow Jesus, okay. You're going to have gold, silver and precious stones. Or you're going to have wood, hay and stubble. If you follow after Jesus. Now there's people that will just get saved and all they'll have is a foundation. And thank God if you have Jesus, you go to heaven. But if you get to live your life and invest your life in the kingdom of God, you will stand before God with gold, silver, and precious stones. (laughs) That's really what we're aiming for in life. So it's great to have all of the benefits out here in life that God gives us. The material things, they're good, but they're they're not the true riches of the kingdom of God. The true riches of the kingdom of God are the things that are going to last. They're the things of the kingdom of God. You know, the Bible says in the book of Revelations, there's people who who think they have much, but actually they've got little when it comes to rewards. There's others that people think they have little, but they have much when it comes to rewards. So our rewards is what's going to count. So gold, silver and precious stones, wood, hay and stubble. Now, which which side of the, the fence here is more valuable? The wood, hay and stubble or the gold, silver and precious stones? Well, the gold, silver, and precious stones, that's what we're all aiming for. And then it says here, every man's work. So this is our work in life. Our work is gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. That's how God divides it up. So it says, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. The day here is the judgment seat of Christ. When we as believers go to be rewarded so it says "Though they shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is not how, not how much there's there not the size of it it's going to reveal the sort the quality of it so you're going to have a massive heap but if you apply fire to wood, hen, stubble what happens to it? it disappears, it burns so you could go before God with the accumulation of your life and everything that you've achieved in life. And it could be a big mound. And, but the fire reveal what sort it is. And so you don't want to go before God having achieved a lot in this world, but it wasn't for the kingdom of God. And it's burnt up like, like that in smoke and you're left with a wee pile. But yeah, we were very successful in this life and achieved a lot in this life. No, you want to go before God and have not. It's not the size of your pile; it's the quality of your pile that's going to be important. So, it's going to be revealed by fire. Okay, if any man's work—again, here's works. So, there's going to be works here. Look at this that abide, and then here there's going to be works that are going to be burnt. So, we want our works to abide. I want my life to count. You know, we have a saying for life source one life and make an account. I want my life to count because this is where it's going to be revealed if your life counted or not. So it says, if any man's work abide or remain, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive what? A reward. So God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But in Hebrews 11, what's the context of the chapter? Faith. So we're going to be rewarded. For what we did in faith. Our faith works in the kingdom of God. And it says he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned he shall suffer loss. This is not he's going to be lost. This is loss of rewards. But he himself shall be saved. Do you know there's a lot of people who go to heaven with very little rewards. But they'll still go to heaven. So they'll lose everything that they've done in this life. Do you know what? Really, we should live with eter- with an eternal mindset. Because, and I put it this way, are we going to be here longer or are we going to be in eternity longer? You no, know, we're going to be in eternity. That's going to be forever and ever and ever. You're, whatever amount of years you live, whether well, it's 80 years or uh, 120 years, which is, it's, it's, Moses was, it's, it was, back then, said a man's year shall be 120 years. So, you know, you've got seventy or eighty years, which was for um, the, the, the rebels of the you know, in the old testament, the the, the disobedient. That was their peak. But do you know what we can believe God for hundred and twenty. Right? Well we get there or not is an awful thing, but why aim lower? Amen. Aim for the top. But you know, and say that's your life, say it was say it was hundred and twenty years years you lived. You know, that's still like that in eternity. And there's people will invest their whole life into natural time. And they may achieve a lot in natural time. But they'll ha- they may have very little rewards in heaven. Even though they go to heaven. And there's other people who will invest their life into the kingdom of God. And that's not saying you don't enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy life. But do you know what? Which one you inv- when you invest your life. You're investing into the greater. The greater is the future. Which is gold, silver and precious stones. Amen. So. Can I just show this here just before we close this evening? Because I, I think this is really, really interesting. I'm just trying to share faith tonight and share that we're under a system of works. We are, are works of faith. There's works of the law and then there's works of faith. Works of the law, they don't, they don't amount to anything. They may Like in this life, you could do a lot of good things in life, but it could still end up being wood, hay and stubble. Because it was just done good, natural, good works. But God's kingdom, when you do good works in the kingdom of God, they're done by faith. And when they're done by faith with genuine love, they'll produce gold, silver and precious stones that'll last forever. Now here's an interesting thought here. Now when you go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 are the heroes of faith. And you know everybody loves a hero. But they're heroes because, in God's eyes, they're not heroes because of their goodness. They're heroes because of what they did in faith. And here's an interesting thing that's brought out here. Just as we we're talking about God's not unrighteous to forget our labor of love. You know, there's, a, there's an interesting verse here in Malachi 3 and verse 16. It's a real interesting verse. It's worth taking note of. It says here, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. So, do you know, what? when you love God and your desire is the kingdom of God, do you know what happens is if you love God, do you know what you do? You talk about God. It's a passion in your heart. So you end up talking about him. There's a lot of people meet and they talk about many different things. But I'm telling you, do you see, when you sit and talk about the kingdom of God and you talk about, you know what? Here's what I'd love to do in the kingdom of God. Do you know what happens? God's ears perk up, so to speak. And God starts taking note because those kind of conversations around the kingdom of God for kingdom advancement God's very interested in them and he wants to hear what Jews are saying and you see when your heart is after God God takes note and look what it says here's people who love God they sit down they talk one to another about the things of God and it says and the Lord hearkened or the Lord hearkened on to the he was attentive and he heard it and it says here and a book of what? Remembrance was taken before the, before him. For them that feared the Lord. And, th- and that I thought upon his name. A book of remembrance was taken out. You know God is not unrighteous. To forget your work and your labor of love. Um, it's interesting is. If you read a lot of commentators. On Hebrews chapter 11. A lot of Bible commentators. And Bible teachers believe. That Hebrews chapter 11. Is like excerpts. Out of God's book of remembrance. So these are the things that God remembered, and it's interesting when you look at it from that perspective because it lets you know what is it that God remembers. Now, I'm just going to read through a few of these here guys and just show you a few things about their lives because these guys were like us. They were just normal people like us, but they did extraordinary things with God because they believed Him. But if you go and look at their lives, they had weakness, they had failures, they'd done a lot of things wrong but that's not what God recorded see that's not what God's remembering what's God remembering God's taking note of what we did in faith and that's what he takes notice of now let me just look at these these lives for a second because this excites me because I'm not perfect but I can believe God and you're not perfect but you can believe God and you know you look at your life and I'm sure if you're like me you've done a lot of stupid things even as a Christian I'm sure you've done a lot of stupid things Or missed the mark, or got it wrong, or had huge blunders in your life. But what makes it into God's book of remembrance is not our blunders, is not our mistakes, it's what we did in faith. Because that's what gets God's attention. And you see your life, what's gonna count at the end of the day, is not what you do in your own effort and in your own goodness. Whether that be good or bad, what's gonna count is did you believe God? And did you lay hold on promises? That's what God's going to remember. God's not interested in how many times a person went to church for their church attendance. God's interested in when did you go to church and did you get your faith built up and now do you believe me? That's what God's interested in. So when we leave here tonight, it's not a brownie point. It's was our faith stirred to keep believing God. Amen. Now, here's, here's some of these lives. Look at these here for a second. Now, if today's media was to report these guys, what would they say? You know our, our media, it can rip through people. It's diabolical. They don't see the good. They, lo- they love to actually build a person up so that they can rip them back down to make a headline. And they'll love it. They love whenever there's reality shows on or, you know, when when celebrities do something wrong because it hits the, the front page or in the sports section. the love you know... Van Gaal at the minute. He's getting a good going over in the media for United. You know, he's getting a good going over. But you know what? That's just the way the, the, the media works. Especially this side of the world. It's, it's ruthless. But you know, if, if the media was to produce headlines about these guys, it would be completely different than God's headlines about them. i just show a couple of these guys here. Because it's good. You know, let me say this here. God put people's mistakes in the Bible for us to learn from just to learn from to let us know that if we make the same mistakes that God can still use us and what got these guys into the hall of faith the heroes of faith what got them into Hebrews chapter 11 was not their good works because they've got as many weaknesses and failures as us what, made, what got them into the hall of faith into God's book of remembrance was their acts of faith So everything that you do in faith, you be encouraged in. And if you fall tomorrow, get back up and say, you know what? Thank God God's not going to hold that against me because Jesus took the punishment of that. But I'm getting back up and getting back in the race. And I'm not going to allow the weights and the sin to easily upset me and hold me back and stop me running my race. I'm getting back up and I'm getting back in the faith game. And I'm going to believe God. And be rewarded for it someday in eternity. And I'm living for eternity. That's the way these guys thought. Even though they made mistakes. Look at here. Noah. Well, I'll run through these here quickly. Just for time. But Noah got drunk. Ended up naked. Still made it into the hall of faith. Amen. Abraham lied. He was into Hagar like a rocket. Trying to shortcut God's promise. And produced an Ishmael. And still made it into the hall of faith. Amen. Sarah laughed now it wasn't a laugh of a funny laugh she laughed because when God said that she was going to have a child and old age she laughed as if to say God you have no chance of this happening and then when God said to her why did you laugh and said I'm going to call your son Isaac which means laughter and she said no I didn't laugh she actually lied to God she laughed at the promise and lied to God and she still made it into the hall of faith not because of that but because she didn't get on her game and got into faith. Amen. Isaac lied about his wife as well. Just like his dad did. Isaac had favoritism. He favored one son over the other. And he still made it. Jo- Jacob was a con man and a deceiver. And he still made it. Joseph. Now there's not much Joseph did wrong. But as a, as a young man he, maybe he flaunted his dreams that God gave him. But you see, his life—he did a lot of great things. But if that's if that's something that we can hold against him, maybe that's what it was. But do you know what? Joseph was the favoured son, and that caused his brothers to hate him. But you know, uh, uh, but again, here these are things that they, they did wrong. Moses, Moses said he was a stutter, and yet in Hebrews, the Bible says that are an act that says that Moses was mighty in word and deed. And yet if you keep reading through after Moses did become the leader. After a while he starts speaking a lot. But he said to God no, no, no I can't do it. He can't, I said I can't do it. No, no not me. You're at the wrong house. And yet God still used him. Um, Moses stuttered. He broke the ten commandments. He hit the rock when God told him to speak to the rock. And didn't make it into the promised land. But he still made it into the hall of faith. not interesting? Um, The people. The children of Israel. They made it into the hall of faith. Yet they were murmurs and complainers. Rahab. Was a a prostitute. And she made it into the hall of faith. God didn't mention anything about her sin. Nothing about her sin was mentioned. Gideon hid. (laughs) Was afraid of the Midianites. Said that he was the least of his family. And he still made it. Samson. Got a haircut. (laughs) Okay. Missed it. Got involved with Delilah. Um, allowed Delilah to wear him down. And he still made it. Um, Jephthah was the son of a harlot. He was actually kicked out of his family. And yet he ended up being a mighty warrior. David. Oh, we know David. David took many wives. When, when the Bible says that a king was not to take many wives. Because they would turn their, their hearts. David took many wives. Um, he failed with his kids because he didn't discipline them. Um, he failed with Bathsheba and Uriah when you know uh, uh, committed adultery with her had Uriah killed he feared Saul at one stage and he failed Achish the king of Gath and then at one stage he acted like a complete madman in Gath so here's this champion of faith the Bible says that he's 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 a beard and he's drooling down his beard and he's scrabbling over the walls pretending he's mad and yet he made it into the the halls of faith. Why? Because it wasn't his goodness, it's nothing got to do with his goodness that got him in there. What got him in there? He believed God. That was it. Believed God. He done great things in God. Even though he made mistakes. Can you do you know if you're like me, which I say you are, there's days whenever you can have fear knocking at your door and then you know what, the next day you, your faith is built up and you're ready to take on the world. Is any of these like that or is it just me? That we're not missing out here. Do you know you go and look at some of the great men of God that has come through this planet? You know you don't have to go too far from here. There was, there was a great man of God that I've heard about growing up uh, that was in Lurgan. Um, you know um, Willie Mullen. Uh, done great mighty uh, works affected many people's lives and you know what he still had things went wrong in his life maybe towards the end of his life but his life was mighty affected but you know what God's not going to remember the, the wood hay and the stubble do you know what God's going to remember the, the gold silver and the precious stones yeah. amen and that's the same for all of our lives do you know what gets, gets into the book of remembers was not David's mistakes and not Moses mistakes they're all forgotten about they're only in the Bible for us for us to learn from. But God's not holding those against them. Just like he doesn't hold our sins against them. Here's a great verse here. And I'm going to... Um, this will be the last verse tonight. And I'll just call out the other guys here. And just show you why they got in. Because there's a common thread that runs through Hebrews chapter 11. What I'm just trying to show is what counts in God's kingdom is Faith. And you know what made these people stand out? These are all the Old Testament ones that I'm showing tonight. These are the heroes of the Old Testament here that are brought out to the Hebrew people. But what made them people was heroes um, to the Hebrew people. What made them heroes was not their good law keeping, because they all blew it. Do you know what made them heroes? They had a relationship with God. They walked with God. They heard from God. They believed God's promises. And they acted out on those promises. And they took ground. And they did mighty things. Amen. Here's a, here's a verse here that David said. And we live in the reality of this today. David said. Um, Even as David also described the blessedness of the man. Unto whom God imputes righteousness without works. That's without. That's, that's it. We, we become righteous not because of our goodness. We became righteous because we just believed saying blessed are they whose iniquities are what forgiven and whose sins are covered blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin do you know what impute means, it means to put on record to put to your account Hebrews chapter 11, there's not one of their sins put on record in Hebrews chapter 11 Why? because that's not what God's remembered. do you know what God remembered, their works of faith Amen. That's what he remembered. The new covenant. One of the greatest benefits of the new covenant says it says in Hebrews ten, "I will be merciful to your unrighteousness, and your sins and your iniquities I will remember no more." When you come before God, your mistakes and your failings and your shortcomings—they're all going to be wood, hay, stubble, gone. Do you know what's going to count? Gold, silver, and precious stones. Amen. And what I'm saying tonight is don't allow your failures, your mistakes to put you out of the race. Stay in the faith race. That's why it goes into Hebrews chapter 12 and it says run the race that's set before you. Don't let anything put you out of the race. Keep your eyes on Jesus. The greatest hero of faith of them all was Jesus who took a step of faith and went to the cross and believed that he would be raised from the dead and that he would redeem us. And that we would be the joy that was set before him. We're his reward. Amen. But the Bible tells us don't get out of the game. What counts with God is faith. And just look at this here. Here's the common denominator the whole way through Hebrews chapter 11. Everything in Hebrews chapter 11 is about faith. Amen. Everything. Don't say "Oh, Abel was such a great guy. No it's Abel by faith. Enoch walked with God. Believed God would translate him. But he did that by faith. Noah built a boat for goodness sake. It never rained. But he had a promise from God. And he believed it. No matter what it looked like. Why? Because faith is the evidence of things not seen. Amen. So he, he looked. He's seen. No, no, no rain. What's rain God? But God said there was going to be a flood. And he believed God. And he built a boat. Amen. There was his actions. See they were out of faith God. You said there's going to rain. I've never seen rain. But I'm going to believe you so much. That I'm going to put my arms and legs into faith here. And I'm going to build a boat. Now, Abraham believed God. He walked out. He, sacra- he offered, was about to offer Isaac, believing that even if he did die, God was going to raise him from the dead because He had a promise. That's faith. These same people that made mistakes also walked with God and had great faith. Amen. Sarah, Sarah judged God was faithful. Amen. Uh, Isaac, you see, you see the promise here right through Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Joseph believed God that God was going to take the children of Israel out of Egypt. And said uh, "said whenever you use leave make sure you take my bones with you. That was faith. He believed they were leaving. He believed so much that he said take me with you. Moses, parents, Moses, um, the people, Rahab, Gideon, um, Barak, Samson. Um, how do you say it again? Jechna? Jephthah. Jephthah. Um, David, Samuel, the prophets, prophets, and into Hebrews chapter 12, you see Jesus, they all did it by faith. And you know what will get us into God's book of remembrance? Well, we're already in the Lamb's book of life, thank God. Amen. But you know what will get you into His book of remembrance and cause you to be rewarded greatly? Is what you do in faith. By faith, Melvin. Amen. Amen. By faith, Dorothy, Colin, Dad, Mom, Dana. Amen. The kids. Absolutely. Amen. Kids of faith. It's what you do in faith. That's going to count at the end of the day. Amen. God not, God's not like the tabloids. The newspapers that will pull out all of your mistakes and your weaknesses. I'll be gone. Know what God will say? Let's talk about all of them great things. Remember that conversation that you had? Do you remember that time you stepped out in faith and it just looked absolutely ridiculous? But you believe me anyway? <laughs> you believe me? Boy, do you know whenever you said that? I took note of that. You may have forgot it, but I haven't forgot about it. Remember that conversation. Remember that time you stood out in faith. Remember that time you give. Remember that time you give to that person, and, and that was you, you, you. didn't know it, but you just obeyed that unction in your heart. You didn't realize that ministered to that person's life. But you know what? When you did it in faith, I took note of that. Gold, silver, and precious stones. Amen. That encourages me no end. Amen. Amen? It's what it's what you do by faith that counts. All that will be remembered will be what you did by faith. That's it. At the end of the day, I believe in enjoying life. I believe in taking, enjoying every aspect of life, but make sure your life's invested in your future as well. You know, I love, I love life. I love watching films. I love doing things. You know, I love going for for coffee. I love doing all of those kind of things. But you know what? It won't amount to a hill of beans whenever it comes to eternity. But you enjoy it in this life too. But what's going to count is our love for the kingdom and our love for Jesus and what we do in the kingdom of God. That's going to count for each